G'day, everybody. G'day, everybody. This is the first episode of the Good Day podcast, where Maxie and I talk about our experiences in Australia and beyond. Yeah, all in the land down under. So today is our first episode. Yes, first episode. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different things that happened to us on the way to Australia, our first week here, and how we've been adjusting so far. Yeah, we wanted to do this weekly, but I think we're a little behind on our first episode just because I was sick and like just getting adjusted to our new home and all that. So I think we have a lot to recap in this first episode. Yeah, and we're recording on just um, like a microphone on the Apple headphones. So we're going to get a better mic. So if this sounds like trash, episode two is going to sound phenomenal. Exactly. So stay with us, guys. Yes, and this uh, was kind of inspired by our good friend, Marshall Boris, because he did a blog. He's been been on a year-long fellowship, and he did a blog talking about all his experiences. And I just don't know how to spell anything, so you don't need to spell to be able to talk. Yeah, and I love talking, so this is fulfilling all of my dreams of having a podcast. (laughs) So you guys might get tired of me, but... I'll be talking to myself. <laughs> and you can follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram name? At Pod. Yes. So we'll be talking about a bunch of different things. So you can check out the pictures there. We're new to this, so we got to figure out how to upload podcasts. Um, maybe it'll be on, hopefully it'll be on Apple Podcasts. Maybe we'll toss it on YouTube. But yeah, um, we could start out with our journey to the airport and... Just how many bags? Like, I went into this thinking that I was only going to have one big, really big duffel bag, (laughs) one backpack, and then my bike. It was a hassle through the airport. I mean, I think you struggled a lot more than me, just because I never expected to have, like, one bag. But, I don't know. I guess we do have a lot of bags for people that want to move around the whole country for a year. If we were planting ourselves in one apartment in Sydney, it would be totally okay. But we both immediately felt like, no, we have to constantly be relocating every few months just to get the most out of this country. So relocating with all the bags that we do have kind of sounds daunting. Yeah, I almost wanted to like, I should have went and like practiced walking a mile with my bags but just the night before we left we were literally up till like three in the morning just packing up our house packing three thirty. yeah and we had to leave at five thirty for the flight out of jfk so that was a bit of a hassle we didn't really we had we scrambled out of the house but you know we got here and we made it but i don't know the bag situation i if we get a car here the bags will be fine because it'll be like permanently in the car and it won't be like us moving around a ton. So it's all up in the air with the bags, but <laughs> this is a real stressor on Corey. Yeah, this is, has been taking my mind because I the hassle <laughs> of bringing a bike places is just so much. Just it's heavy. It, it ha- does have rollers, but like it's just such a hassle to move around. And I'm like, oh, should I have brought this? But I've already gone on a bunch of rides, so it's worth it. Yeah. And tell them what happened to your bike in transit. Oh, yeah. So just like since we have so many bags and we don't have a car and 
I don't want to take all these bags on public transport. The like Ubers we've had and taken, like have to have taken. The bike gets like shoved on the bottom, or I don't even know. This could have happened in, in the airport travel too, but. Like, the rotors on my brakes were all bent and, like, something just... The bike got kind of beat up during transit, so that was annoying. So the first couple days here, I was trying to fix the bike when I just, like, want to ride it. And I had, right before I left, I would paid a ton of money just to get the bike in pristine condition. But got screwed up, then I had to go down to the bike shop and have it just, like, tweaked a little bit. But now it's running fine, and we're good. We're good. We're chilling. We're riding. Um, just follow me on Strava. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, we have a lot to touch on. So I guess we'll start with the flights because then we're going to get back to mountain biking. Yeah. And where we're living right now. So, um, yeah. I feel like Corey's going to talk a lot about not having a car in the bags. Yes, that's just been <laughs> in my head the whole time. But we'll move past that. Um, so our first, so yeah, like Corey said, we got up really early. We slept an hour or so on the, our couch because we moved our bed out of our bedroom and all that. We slept an hour on the couch. Um, my mother and father-in-law took us to JFK Mm -hmm. and we hopped on a flight to LAX and that flight was actually wonderful because we had the best flight attendant I've ever had named Melissa. So this lady, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the Keen Peel skit of the seatbelt thing where the lady's like, seatbelt, please put your seatbelt on, please. Uh, seatbelt sign is fastened. So that's what the first impression I got of from her when she walked by. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. And I was sitting, well, we were in the exit row. And I was sitting literally directly across from like where the flight attendants sit when there's takeoff and landing. So we were locked in eye to eye right when she sat down. Yeah, we were in the giant exit row because we upgraded our flights to Australia to Maine Plus. Or we bought our tickets with Maine Plus, which it's not quite premium economy, which is under business class, but it's still something extra, extra. So we had a massive legroom. She was facing Corey. Her seat was facing him. Yeah. And I was thinking like, I got to break the ice somehow. So I just was like, do we just play rock, paper, scissors all flight right here? And she laughed and then started opening up to us a little more. And she actually was a really interesting character. Um, Maxie, you could talk about like the things she was saying, though. She's yeah. crazy. Yeah. She was so friendly, and she talked for like a good 40 minutes straight because during like takeoff and soaring into the sky um, before she had to start her food service. But um, she was telling us all about how it's now like a federal crime five years in prison if you assault a flight attendant and how someone she asked someone to put their seat in the upright position for landing and he freaked out and he like jumped up and like went to threaten her and wanted to hit her and she was like sir like I know you're upset right now but like I don't think it's worth five years in prison and he took that as a threat and he was like are you really gonna threaten me and he, I don't know, did he hit her? What did he do? She was kind of unclear, but basically I think she like, or she got hit or assaulted by this dude and now he's in prison for five years and she's like, yeah, I still, I, I went to his court appealing and said, don't put him away, but like, 
that's just the law now after COVID. And she was telling us some crazy COVID stories of like just how people act on planes has changed since COVID. And I don't know, it seems, it's, it seems like crazy. People don't really have any decency on planes anymore. That's kind of what she was saying, but yeah, I mean, we could see that. Yeah. She said <laughs> she was, she said that we were the nicest people she talked to in over eight months. Yeah. In eight months. And we were just, I mean, and she was the one doing all the talking and she says she's never talked to anyone that much. Yeah. So I couldn't believe it. She was so friendly right out the gates, but, um, no, yeah, she was so nice and going off of like the federal five years in prison law, Corey was like, oh, it should be a federal law to serve mim- mimosas on planes. Yeah. And we all had a good laugh. And then she, when she started her food service, she asked the guy next to us what he wanted to drink, and he said tea or something. Yeah. And I was like, Corey, what should we get? And we both agreed that we'd probably drink tea because it was like 9 in the morning. And then she didn't even ask us what we wanted. She just handed yes. us mimosas, a bottle of champagne, and a Some, glass of orange yeah. juice each. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. She she was super nice after that, and like just the mimosas were over the top that was so fun yeah and she said we were her favorite customers and she was so excited to hear we were moving to australia because she loves flying to australia and she said you have to have like extreme seniority in american airlines to get like selected that for that flight because you get four days worth of pay for like less than two days of work and so like all everyone wants that flight so she said that she had been requesting to fly there for a long time and was waiting to hear back. And then while we were on that flight, after we told her we were moving there, she got accepted for going on the flight the next day. So she, if we were flying out the next day, we would have had her as a flight attendant, but um, we were flying the same day. Yeah. So she was so, so, so excited, and she kept saying we helped her manifest it. So... Yeah, and then that kind of leads us into L.A. There wasn't really much of a story on what else is going on there. But um, when we landed in L.A., we were meeting up with some of Maxie's friends from college. Yeah, my friend Hunter from, I met him studying abroad in Rome. And he lives, he's from New Jersey. He's been living in L.A. for like years and years and years now. I've visited him for like 10 nights in 2020. And... Corey, this was his first time in California, so yeah, it was another another state checked off. I think that was like forty seven or forty six state for me. So we're checking them off. Only have like Kentucky, North Dakota, and <laughs> the non continental U S ones left. Bragging, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a fun day in L A. A couple like eight hours, seven hours, something like that. And yeah, we went to Manhattan Beach. Hunter and Brendan picked us up. We checked out their apartment in Irvine. It was amazing. Apparently, Brendan decorated the whole place, and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and then we ended up going out to dinner at a place called Malibu Farms. In Newport Beach. So first we saw DJ's old place in Newport Beach. Yeah. Balboa. I forget the number, but it was on Balboa Ave or Balboa Court or something like that. But the house, I don't think it looks like it did when he lived there for a couple months. But it's cool to see that spot right across the beach. Nice waves, nice pier. Tons of people fishing on the pier. And when we were walking out on the pier, we saw just this massive like flower art in the sand when we were going out. And then when we were going back, 
we saw um, a what? brand new sand yeah. um, design that said B plus H one year with like a heart around it, and that's literally Brendan and Hunter's initials. And it the one looked like a seven because they're seven years. It's probably like any day now, or maybe already happened. It's January. They're telling us all about how their seven years were coming up, and they wanted to come to Australia to celebrate their anniversary. So that was really special when we saw B plus H one year, and it looked like a seven years. And Hunter was like, oh my god, maybe this is a sign that we'll get engaged. So I hope that for Hunter. Love them as a couple. Yeah, but the most LA thing ever happened when we were out to dinner, like... Hunter was ordering. I think he just was like, hey, can I get a Coca-Cola? And our waitress was like, well, we don't actually have what we call soda here. We have like (laughs) an infusion of bubbles and like lavendery syrup. And she went on probably for like 30 seconds explaining this drink. And then Hunter was just like, nope, don't want that. (laughs) But it was just like such an LA vibe. Just like, No, we don't really have technically soda, but that was just... It was a healthy botanical... Spritzer. (laughs) Everything about that restaurant was so L.A. Yeah, it really was. And uh, getting through LAX was pretty easy. I don't really remember anything memorable about... Oh, the security dog was cool. Oh, yeah, they had a security dog that, like, you walked through and... The good boy just like ran around you and sniffed, but <laughs> that was it. Pretty basic, traditional uh, airport security stuff. And the flight I thought was pretty easy. I slept a ton of it, and like I don't know about you, but it was pretty simple. We had like more leg room on this one, and Maxie talked to the late the girl next to her for a little bit, and I didn't talk to the guy next to me. But <laughs> it turns out he was an Australian. Um, I forget what the what the girl was doing. She was like studying abroad or something. Yeah, she was doing like a year of med school or two years in Brisbane, but she had never been to Australia before. Yeah, I think the food on this flight wasn't as good as other ones, but it it actually only was about fourteen hours till we were outside of Sydney, and then we R- see the right above Sydney. Yeah, right above Sydney, and then we see the plane do a big old circle, holding pattern. Yep, then another circle. And then the pilot gets on and says, hey, there's some issues with weather in Sydney, so we're going to have to be diverted to Canberra, and which is the capital of Australia. And It's not far from Sydney. It was like, honestly... 45 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, not very close. Of a flight. No, yeah. I felt like 30 minutes or less. Yeah. And so that was really annoying after being on the plane for like at least 15 hours with like the pre-flight waiting time and all that to be told that we're being diverted we're all just like too tired to deal with that so we landed at Canberra and they deplane us into the we sat on the runway for probably an hour first just waiting and then the guy gets on the mic and says well Canberra doesn't have an American Airlines like refueling thing so it's gonna have to refuel with two trucks and I guess the trucks are slower and then he ends up saying 
our crew is starting to get up on our time. So the crews only have a certain period of time they can work, like, which is the law, I guess. So eventually he's like, we're going to have to deplane everybody, wait for a new crew to get in, fuel up the plane, and then we can go back to Sydney. Yeah, they had to fly in a new crew from Sydney. So they were like, oh, like, no big deal. Like, we'll just put you guys into, like, this little airport holding area and tiny, tiny airport with, like, one little cafe in the middle. Huge, huge line for, like, three and a half hours straight of people just trying to buy a sandwich or a coffee or both. And Corey and I sat at the bar hanging out, and naturally Corey made friends with the workers. But, um, like, five hours into waiting... The, they come on the speaker and they say, okay, guys, like, we are ready to fly you guys back to Sydney. It, the flight is going to leave at 5.30 p.m. Yeah, and the entire place is like, And that, oh. was, that was three hours from when he announced it. So we were like, oh, great, like, we're going to be here for over eight hours when we were seconds from landing at Sid. So, no, yeah, our whole first day was screwed up but we talked to the people there and they were like yeah this never happens so for the visitors coming to visit us don't worry it won't happen to you uh you'll just fly right into the city it'll be easy exactly apparently there was really bad weather and Corey and i were both saying we don't want to tell our families this story if they're not gonna visit well like no one's really gonna visit us but the few people that might we don't want to scare them away with that because Corey and I have both been to Australia before, and that didn't happen. It was seamless. Yeah. Also, the whole flight was seamless, except for literally we were right above the airport, and then they were like, oh, we're diverting you. So it was just a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, and then the worst part was they in Canberra, they had to make us go through security again. Yeah. So there was just this, like, every single person in there had to get into a huge line again. And so we were waiting in line, waiting in line, and eventually there's like a cutoff where they let a certain amount of people in through security and then stop. So we ended up stopping right at the front of the line. And so we're just like talking with these uh, like airport security, like, I don't know what what other people, border patrol security, just kind of like having a good time talking to them and like... Maxie starts saying, he's like, oh, so why do you need to, um, like, run us through security? Do you guys think we built a bomb right to the airport security, to the border patrol? Those guys are like, I was like, oh, my God. The one thing you never say in his airport is, like, talking about bombs or anything like that. And Maxie brought it up to the border patrol. (laughs) Well, Corey doesn't get Australian culture. They're very lighthearted people. They make jokes, very off-color jokes. They have a good time, and they're always laughing. So it felt appropriate. And Corey, every single one of them bursted into, like, tears laughing. Yeah, they did laugh, but I was like, oh my god, you don't say that to the border sec- border patrol people, the TSA of Australia, but it was funny. Uh, it's just like mind-boggling that she said that. Yeah, Corey keeps talking about how I said bomb to the airport security people. Um, but... Yeah, and then he was like, Corey was like, oh, they're going to have to ask us extra questions. And I was like, Corey, stop suggesting that to them. 
Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And then eventually, like, they American Airlines after security, American Airlines gave like everyone like oh a twenty dollar voucher to the cafe, the one place in there. So then there was like a when we had already line. already paid for all of our meals. Yeah, so that was kind of ridiculous. And so we sat at the bar again, and I made friends with one of the guys there and I had him sneak us some stuff, some water, some egg sandwiches in exchange for, for not waiting in line. For not waiting in line. So that, that was, was a big win, yeah. And I made friends with a girl who lives in like the Daintree National Park and she's a work and holiday type of person and she gave us a lot of Australia tips. So yeah. we met a lot of cool people. The first person we met in that airport was an American who moved to Australia years ago. Raise his family here because he came here to play professional basketball. Yeah, that was crazy. Which was like the best first person to meet because Corey has been worried for months now that he's never going to play basketball in the whole <laughs> year that we're here. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we met some cool folks, folks down there. Um, no one called me mate, but um, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's an insult. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then we went to our Airbnb once we finally landed. Yeah, and the host was a little weird. She so, was just like judgy. She was like, why do you have all these bags? Yeah, she was, she was like low-key rude. But, but she was fake nice. Like she was like one of those people that try to pretend they're nice, but you could just tell that they're just pretending. Yeah, and so we didn't know. We booked like a room in someone's house. We thought like the pictures kind of made it seem like it was like a guest house. Yeah, at it's, someone's it property. said guest house, but it was really, you had to go into her living room and walk up the stairs. And then it was just kind of like a loft where we could hear them downstairs and they could hear us. And we had our own like living room and kitchen area with no kitchen supplies and bedroom and bathroom but like it just felt very shared shared space yeah and so they she has she was like oh you can turn on the ac if you want it's not that hot but like to us it was very hot there at least to me and so she had all the windows open and i haven't told you this maxi but the first night we were there like all the windows were open and stuff and I, we were like getting ready to go to bed. And so I like walk out and just like sitting in the middle of the floor was a giant cockroach. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, I guess this is Australia. There's so many bugs. So I just smacked that thing and <laughs> threw it out. But I didn't want to scare Maxie by telling her there was bugs crawling around in the place. But oh after that, God. I shut all the windows and cranked the AC because I didn't want any more cockroaches crawling around was that in the bedroom no it was in the kitchen uh well like on my first moment in that house it was such a clean 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 very white airbnb like it was beautiful like i was taking pictures because it was aesthetically pleasing but in the bathroom there was a spider on the floor and that was like my first out of the airport experience it was a very small spider and Corey, i think killed it but um just like a regular like american house spider it was fine yeah but um so talking to the lady like whenever we wanted to go out we had to basically say like like a quick hello or quick goodbye to the lady because i guess she was downstairs a lot but the first night we were going out to get some food and it was pretty late i think it was like nine o'clock or eight thirty, and we were like hey what's this or maybe this was the second night. Yeah. No, it was the first night, and she was like, oh, do you want food recommendations? Yeah, and she was like, oh, yeah, there's this Thai place up on the hill 
called like 99 tie or something like that and we're like all right let's go check it out and so it was probably like a 10 minute walk we were staying in tamarama bondi area yeah so we walked up like the hill up to this place where it's like basically a strip of restaurants and stuff and like um so we walk we see the place and then we walk by it and the entire place is filled with men every single seat wearing tuxedos it was so funny we were about to walk in and And we're we're standing there like rugged just like airport travel clothes and we're like we can't go in here there's no shot we go in here with every single person wearing a full tuxedo at this Thai place. Yeah, like, they weren't even all at one table. They were all in tuxedos at every table, like, in different little groups. It yeah. was so funny. It was almost like, like, everyone, it wasn't one group, so it's like, the different groups decided that it was tuxedo night at this restaurant. Yeah, and it didn't, it wasn't like a luxury place. Like, I don't want people to think that we were showing up to some fancy Thai place. It was just like a random hole-in-the-wall spot. Street food, Thai food. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and everyone was wearing a tuxedo, and we're like, we, we stood outside for a second, and Corey was like, should we just go in? And I was like, no, every single person in here is wearing a tuxedo. We, it must be some private event. It doesn't say on the door or anything, but we cannot go in there. Yeah, we ended up going to either a burger or Indian joint, I forget, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy to see. And Tamarama, where we were staying, is just, like, such an active place. We got up the next morning because we're kind of jet-lagged. I think we got up at, like, 5.30 or something like that. And we're like, let's catch up on yoga. We've been doing yoga every day, so let's go down to the beach. There's a little park in front of the beach, and I was like, yeah, no one's going to be here. But there was probably... 50 people surfing and just every second someone running there was like an old lady doing tai chi next to us such an active place yep i love australia for that like everyone is working on their fitness but it's it's very inspiring it is yeah there are people playing volleyball like it was it was seven in the morning by the time i took a video and my friends were snapchatting back saying Wow, it is active there, which is all of Sydney, really. And it wasn't even a weekend. It was a weekday. So people were coming here like before yeah, they had to go Tuesday, to work. Yeah, right? Yeah. That was pretty cool to see. And the surfers were, were awesome. The surf was pretty big from the storm. So I was like, it was some big waves out there. Yeah. Um, and then, so we did two days in that Airbnb. We kind of missed our first day because the plane situation and... Yeah. Then after that, we've been at a dog-sitting, house-sitting job where we get to live in a very nice house in exchange for watching Their the dog. family's dog. Yeah, and this house, like, so the, the way we got this is it's basically like an Airbnb app where it shows you pictures of the house, description, like, the job. Shout out it, to my auntie Colleen for telling us about this app. Facts. And it kind of gives you, like, the lay of the land of, like, what you're supposed to do and pictures of the house the pictures of the house were so dated because this house just is brand spanking new like yeah, super mm-hmm. updated like maxi i don't know anything about decor but maxi said that it's like the most trendy decor out there yeah like we got rattan pendant lights all around the house white couches everywhere wood everywhere like all the natural neutral tones and oh is she the mom of the house did chef's kiss to her because 
this house I would live in, hands down, like, it's phenomenal. The family's really, really, really cool. Yeah, they were super nice. We had, like, a call with them. Like, we were kind of worried that this was, like, this was our first pet sitting experience. And the guy didn't really answer us for, like, we, we got accepted the job in America. And we hadn't really heard from him until, like, a couple days before. So we didn't really know what, like, what to expect. Yeah, we didn't even know if he was real because he didn't say anything to us. He just accepted our application. Yeah, so, but when we got here, there we talked to him before, and when we got here, they were super nice. They were three kids, and immediately when we got here, the dad took me and the mom took Maxie, and so they just split us up. Yeah. Just like, and every single thing that the dad told me, I think the mom told Maxie the opposite. (laughs) Like, so many different directions thrown at us, and just like... So we're trying to find a happy medium with everything we were told. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to do our best with the dog. The dog is awesome. Her name is Zolly. She looks just like Salty. Yeah, just like Salty. She's a a good dog, a little loud, barking-wise, but it's you can only win some titles, you know? But I mean, to live in a house like this, I think it. it's yeah. very worth it. She's, yeah, we love her, and we came in hot with our American accents, calling her Zally, but we quickly learned that she only listens to Zolly, because that's how yeah. her family pronounces it. Yeah, it's kind of weird talking about, well, speaking of accents, like, I don't understand people. Like, it's... It's like I'm listening to a different language. It's when some people talk, I just don't understand. It's so strange because it's English, but it's just like the words don't make sense in my mind. I think I'm getting used to it a little bit, but it's it's very strange. They say things strange for sure. They chew on their vowels. I'm chewing. Nur. Nur. <laughs> um... But yes, coincidentally, so obviously, like, as months and months and months back, Corey was researching best mountain biking in Australia, getting really excited for our upcoming trip, and the Manly Dam was one of the places that he discovered had, like, the best biking in Sydney. Yeah, so in Sydney, they're, like, in the city, there's not really many trails, but to the north of Sydney, uh, like the manly beaches the northern beaches area they call it there's this one dam preserve uh that has trails that go all the way around it and i was like oh this is sweet i'll try and ride here wherever like like we are i'll I'll, like bike there and because i usually you gotta ride a little bit of road to get to these places but this house literally is a i could throw a football onto the trails i could (laughs) it's so close it's incredible and the best section of the entire trails is right in the backyard. So, like, the fun, downhill, fast section is right here. Um, the other parts of the trail are okay. Like, it's a good, fun trail. I talked to some locals, and they gave me some advice on, like, fun add-ons to do. But this house could not have been more in a perfect location for biking. And all the neighbors bike. I was talking to them, and they all love it. It seems really meant to be because, like, every time a house sitting stay pops up for Sydney, it gets, like, taken down immediately because they find someone really quickly. They get, like, hundreds of applications. And for us to get accepted in the actual city of Sydney, because a lot of these Sydney houses that pop up are, like, way outside Sydney, but they just consider it Sydney on the app, we actually got a house stay 
in Sydney, in Manly. That was my favorite, favorite, favorite beach by far when I studied here. And I'm just so happy to be where we are right now. And it's just coincidentally where Corey was researching his mountain biking. So we guess I guess we manifested this. Yeah, it was pretty perfect. And I think we've had, or we have this house for like two weeks now, or yeah, yeah about that. So um, the one problem, this has been my biggest thought. This is where all my mental energy has been going to is transportation and how to get places. Luckily, this family gave us their e-bike which is basically a moped. I think it goes like 25, uh, but like you got to really pedal to go uphill. But this e-bike has been a lifesaver. We're like we can get down to Manly Beach in like 20 minutes. Driving the first time driving this on the left because everyone drives on the left down here, just really sketchy. Just I don't really know how to navigate. Like when you're riding a bike at home, like you kind of know where the cars are going to be and like you know where to look. On the left, it's just like you're looking in the wrong spots. I mean, we only had one close call that was super, super sketchy. Um, uh, that was on our way from, we had to go to a mall because Maxie's phone plan, but we'll get into that later. But on the way from the mall to the <laughs> beach, just like I car, wanted... you could touch it. Like could have touched us, but uh, yeah, we made it I out was, alive. I was trying to forget about that, but thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Yeah, but long walks to the bus is another thing that, like, the bus system in Sydney is so easy and so oh, it's nice. The best. Like, you have to get an Opal card, and just like the transportation system here is so much better than America. Like, we can really get anywhere we want to go by bus, but or the, a train. Yeah, trains, buses, ferries. Yeah, oh, it's so nice. Like, I would, I've never really taken public transit in America. It feels grimy. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But here it's like normal. Every single person takes the bus. And it's just normal people on the bus sitting next to you. It's not like scary people. And they just have such a good system here with the bus. Like we're, I think, 40 minutes from the city. And it takes us like two buses to get like 10 minute walk from the house. But yeah, it's like 40 minutes by bus. Yeah. The walk, the walk to the bus stops are kind of annoying just because this place we live in is called Alambi Heights, and we learned that heights means tons of hills. So we got to walk up and down hills, left and right. So that's been a little bit of a hassle and figuring out the bus schedule. But I think I got the bus schedule down now. Just like you got to learn the routes and stuff like that to make it easier. But that's been that. And I love the buses. But we've looked at a couple cars here too. And the first car we looked at was a Land Cruiser Prado by two brits that were selling it and it had four hundred thousand kilometers four hundred and like thirty thousand kilometers which is like 350 some odd miles in it and i wanted to buy it so bad but it was the first car i saw and there were some issues with it so we ended up um, trying to bid a little bit lower than what he was asking for and we ended up not getting it but another car well, I mean I didn't really want it because the mileage and I just kept hearing my mom nagging me in the back of my head being like you bought a car with how many miles so luckily we didn't end up with that one it was very cool the way the guy outfitted the car and like added on to it but 
No, I was very suspicious of why they were selling. Like, Corey was inspecting the whole car, and I was trying to, like, um, pick the girlfriend's brains about life and, like, trying to figure out why they were selling this car because, I don't know, it just felt sketchy. They had been living here for over, like, a year and a half, and they were staying another half year, but they were going to take a quick trip to New Zealand and then come back and buy a new car. Like, it, it was just... I think that it, something was up, so I'm glad we didn't end up with that. Yeah, it was probably better because uh, we probably don't need that right now. And then another car lady was uh, that came that actually was super nice and came to us. Like the last car, we had to go to them. And we told this lady, she, well, she just came to us, and she was a true stickler for the rules. This this woman, I forget her name, but she, Claudia. Claudia, yeah, she. Uh, as soon as we got in the car, or as soon as we talked to her, she's like, you have driver's license? <laughs> and Corey was like, yeah, we do. And she was like, okay, well, you could drive it if you go and get it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, please go and get it. And then, like, turning on the car, she was like, you have to do this. Handbrake, don't forget about that. Uh, just the mirrors, seatbelts. Seatbelts, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she worked for the transportation industries. So, yeah, like, come to find out, she worked for New South Wales Transportation. Yeah. But... I heard a lot of bad things about Land Rovers just for reliability sake, and this car was just at like 100,000 miles, so probably wouldn't be the car to use on a big road trip around Australia or just as a daily driver. Probably would have break down lots of high costs and parts, so we didn't get that car. And, I mean, if she we got some good information from her. Yeah, no, she gave us a lot of good insurance tips and, like, how to get an Australian license if we want to do that. Yeah, um, and some of the other guys, the the other people we talked to gave us advice on, like, what their phone plan was. And yeah. Maxi has been struggling with the phone plan. Oh, my God. It took me, like, the whole first eight or nine days to get my phone working, and I was trying every day. Like, so I guess my phone takes only an eSIM, no more physical sim that's a dated thing of the past but um all these phone plan companies you have to buy the eSIM online yourself and set it up whatever should be easy but both of these like there's top a top two company there's um Telstra who's number one and Optus which is like number two so I was trying from both of these companies to get an eSIM and both were giving me a hard time online, like not processing my payment. The app was glitching. They make you buy it in the app. The app didn't work. So they both have these online chats. And I spent hours and hours and hours and hours of my life trying to get an eSIM from either company. Like I didn't even care. And then finally, Optus gave me a phone number and an eSIM and I set it up. But it, she, the lady who helped me didn't actually add on data to my plan. She just gave me the number. I don't even know what that means and how she did that. But then when I went to go add on data, I was getting charged for like, if I was to purchase data, I was getting charged as like a second year customer when I, this is my first plan ever with Optus. So I was getting charged as a second year customer, which doesn't give you the same amount of data as the first year customer. And I wanted the first year customer plan as I should. I mean, that was my first day on the plan. And they wouldn't do it to me for me because they're like, no, like it shows here that you can only recharge for your second year. They have really bad customer service in Australia is what I learned from working with these two phone companies. Like they don't care. In America, they would be like, oh, shoot, like that's so crazy. 
oh, let me help you out here. Let me get my supervisor involved. Like, they don't care here. They're just like, ah, oh, you can't do it? That sucks. Good luck. So eventually, after hours and hours and hours, in days and days and days, like, it was like the ninth day, finally, I harassed an online chat agent enough to help me get what I was trying to buy. Ended up with Optus. And we also went into the stores. In both stores, the people couldn't help us. So The people just were like, well, to get, I don't know, I don't even know how, there's so many like loopholes and like to get a number, you need an account and to get an account, you need a number. It's all intertwined. So Maxie used some sketchy website to give her like some some fake account number for a second and then well a fake phone number to get the sms text to confirm the account yeah because <laughs> no sms text here um and we go into telstra and start talking to people and eventually they were like hmm and then the girl we were working with goes like to her supervisor and they were talking for five minutes and then they come back and she's like your account has been flagged <laughs> Well, that's because someone hacked the account because I used that common number that, like, literally anyone on Google could, like, see your confirmation codes and, like, the email. It's like, okay, maximilsmarketing at gmail.com, your Telstra code is this. And someone must have logged on and changed the phone number to their phone number. And I reported this to customer service and they tagged my account. And then when we went into the store, they were like, oh, we can't give you a phone plan until they resolve this claim. So they are like, this is going to take up to two weeks. So, I mean, it's just been too much for me to handle, really. Yeah, but we got the phone plan down now. Finally got it. It's yeah. literally been the bane of my existence. Corey's been so worried about cars, and I've been so worried about getting my phone to work. Yeah, some, like, I've learned the car scams. Like, the first clear one is, like, when you message someone... They'll be like, oh, send me an email at this email for the, like, for the car you want and make sure you include what car it is, the price and the model or whatever. And I'm like, that's a scam easily. But then there's more advanced ones where I think like, like unactivated accounts or just like accounts that haven't been used in a long time are taking old posts and reposting them, same exact wording and then just dropping the price a ton. I don't know why they do this. Maybe just like to get messages and then eventually they'll be like, what's your PayPal password? And then <laughs> try and take money from you. But I'm smarter than the scammers and they don't get me. I know them and I report them. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. So we're going to New Zealand next. So hopefully we'll get our car after we come back to the continental country of australia yeah so. we don't really need a car just to like park it in a garage for weeks while we travel new zealand maybe even tasmania we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah flying by the seat of our pants yeah some other fun stuff we did we met up with some of maxi's old friends that she studied abroad with here and they were hyping this pizza place well i don't it's not even a pizza place we went to it was called bar toddies right Toadies, 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 I don't know. Something like that. But we walk in and Corey was like, is that pizza deconstructed? And it was like this flatbread type of thing that was all puffed up, cir circular like a pizza, but puffed up Yeah. with a bunch of sides like in bowls. I guess this place was meant to like share food and like you share food with your table or whatever. And 
They call I it mean, auntie past, but it's just like... It's just bread. Bread with... And you order things on the side like olives and tomatoes, regat, burrata, and you just all take bites, grab pieces of the bread, rip it apart, and eat it with your the sides. sides. Yeah. And they charge you up the wazoo for each yeah, side you order. For like tomatoes cut in half. It was like 20 bucks. Yeah, Faye was loving the tomatoes. Shout out to my best friend from study abroad here, Faye. She's a Kiwi. And she actually just graduated from a school in the UK and is was back visiting Australia before going back to New Zealand. And I think we were supposed to meet up with her when I, our flight was originally on supposed to land on the 6th but then we changed our flight and she was like oh no I'm going to Brisbane but then she came back to Sydney for us so love her yeah um it was so much fun seeing her and she's back in New Zealand now so we'll see her soon but she was loving those tomatoes and then Jordan (laughs) my American friend who's been living in Sydney for like the past five six years he was like what's so special about these tomatoes they're just cut in half (laughs) yeah that was fun. And the restaurant, I don't know what, like, I thought they were trying to, like, diss Americans because the waiter comes up to us and was like, just so you know, like, all our, like, entrees are made to share. And I was like, oh, is this why everyone thinks, like, America is so fat? Because, like, they would never say that in America. And it turns out the entrees come out, they were not made to share. No. They were no. so small, so... I don't know. Maybe it was just the restaurant. Or maybe uh, Americans just eat too much. <laughs> no, but I didn't love the food. It was I mean it was an experience and seeing my friends and Cam and everyone's yeah. partners was so nice. The food the food here has been really good. Like I love the two things that I've just been in love with here are the coffee and the sushi. Basically the sushi, you can go up to any sushi place, they're everywhere and just get like Hand rolls. Hand roll, which is like sushi, but not sliced. So you just eat it like a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and they have chicken sushi here. So just like if you're sketched out about fish, just eat the chicken in avo rolls. They're dope. No, it's the chicken sushi is a big thing here. And Corey has been thinking about it for five years. I can go right now. He is happy to be able to eat that again because I don't think that's that common in America. No. Um, but the chicken sushi is fire. It's actually really surprising. So good. I saw a coffee and sushi place, crazy combo. But that's what my dreams are made of. Yeah, Corey was like, "Look at this weird place I found coffee and sushi." He sent me a picture because I was homesick. I was sick with like a sinus infection or something. Like down and out for over a day it was really bad but he sent me a picture and he's like how weird is this place and then literally the next day he's like i am craving coffee and sushi but he didn't mean the place so we realized that that place was just really onto something like that's what the two best things in this country are um but corey has been craving sushi every day and it's really good down here except we went to a sushi train when he visited me in 2019 and that's i think there's a few in america but it's not common it's where a conveyor belt of sushi goes around a bar and you just grab whatever sushi you want from the conveyor belt and then they price out your sushi at the end it's like pay per plate like a red plate is five bucks like a purple plate is nine bucks just depending on what 
what the sushi is and yeah and he loved it when I took him years ago and so we had to go the mm. other day and it was just not that impressive yeah I just did one google search like best sushi trains in Sydney and this was the top result and I don't know the options were not that good and the sushi wasn't that good like the best thing was just a salmon nigiri roll or just salmon nigiri and yeah, they looked a little funky, like very foreign-looking sushi to me. Yeah, but... I just want some good old American-looking sushi rolls. <laughs> yeah, so that was that, and... But uh, yeah, the coffee the here really is good. out of this world. It's everything I've ever wanted. I forgot how good it was. It's such strong-tasting coffee, and if you get like an iced latte, there's a lot of milk in it and everything, but it's still such a strong coffee that like the milk doesn't overpower it. Um, so it's just everything I dream of it for coffee. Yeah. And I've been working on my barista game here. So they have an espresso machine at the house and they have one of those like mugs that you could steam milk in. And I was like, let's, let's try and make some like latte and cappuccino art. And I was just, so many Google searches, so many YouTube videos, I'm getting better. I'll be there one day with those hearts and trees and the cappuccinos, but right now, my game is subpar. Oh my gosh, today he Snapchats me a picture of his foam. I will post it to the G'day Pod Instagram because it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, he. I'm impressed with him. It's better than what I could do, but he was proud of it, and it's the funniest design. Yeah, and we've uh, Max and I have having a little bit of a competition of who can get more views online so far. And so what I've been doing... Well, not really. We're just trying to compete to, like, be the most, like, travel person True. online. Not who can get more views. True. Because but... I collaborated with you on my only post, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, that's true. I uh, have been posting uh, daily challenges on my YouTube of doing yoga every day and low-key popping off um <laughs> then the last one got like 250 views so we'll see how far that goes probably because i was in the intro yeah i think so but um oh thanks but yeah follow Corey on youtube at Corey king i think so yeah. i don't know you'll find him um but also, I want to mention the meat pies in Australia really quick. Another fun food here. When you say pies in this country, they do not think of fruit pie, fruit pies. They always think of meat pies. They do like steak and potato, like little personal pies that you can eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. Um, or chicken curry pies or steak, bacon, cheese pie. Like they're so good. Oh my God. And... I think that whoever visits us will be lucky enough to go to a pie place. And that's one of my favorite things here. Definitely. And we only have a couple more days here with Zolly and house sitting, which is kind of bittersweet because the house is so nice. But, I mean, Zolly kind of has some of some of her issues. Like, every morning she wakes us up at 5.45, 6 o'clock, which is, like, good in a sense get the day going early. But, like... I like it. She is so hyper when it comes to food so food driven that like you're walking downstairs in the morning and she's like she's it's kind of sad they have her like tied up outside on their porch and she never really comes inside i don't, I don't really know if that's like a everyday thing or that's just what they told us to do yeah it's sad yeah but she'll literally be on her chain like trying to run into the like 
run to greet you and so much energy, so much barks. But one day, well, the instruction they gave, the mom gave Maxie was like, yeah, every day I give her a little like uh, calming pills. Sedative. Yeah. A pill and a half, she told me to give her every day. And I was like, oh, I have to give her this medicine every day. And she's like, I mean, if you want, I do. Yeah. And so we decided not to give her the sedatives. Well, like, I didn't even know about the sedatives until, like, because the dad had me on, like, a walk with the dog telling me, like, listen to me. Don't listen to anyone else. This is how the dog should be treated. Like, give her a drumstick of meat every day and whatever. Like, very different rules. But one day she was just on one. Like, we knew she just needed a little bit of... Little, she was being crazy. Yeah, she needed a little sipsy poo of... Uh, <laughs> Sipsy poo of her meds here. And so I gave it to her, just one pill in the apple, not the full dosage. And she became like the sweetest and most cuddly dog after that. It was the best. She was so sweet. But like, but we also felt bad. Yeah, like what's what's a dog if you're going to drug the dog? And yeah. Like, it, she it, just needs better training. She's a really good girl. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, she ate something weird on the walk. I think it was like some sort of dead animal and she's fine so dog sitting is good uh but yeah that's kind of sums up our first week unless you had any other yeah things. i mean i'll just list out the beaches we've been doing like basically like a beach a day kind of yeah. i mean we i was sick and we've been trying to get settled here but we have um, Tamaraman, Bondi, Manly Beach, Queenscliff, Freshwater, Curl Curl, and Shelly Beach. Which one has been your favorite? I think when I think of beaches, like obviously there's sand, but when we went to Curl Curl, that beach had sand. <laughs> that beach had so much sand, it was ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know why, but the beach, there was more sand at this beach than any other beach. And. I think that one was my favorite. Just like the vibes there. There's so many kids surfing. Just good vibes at Curl Curl. And then probably my next favorite is Manly. Just like the vibes of Manly are immaculate. You can't beat them. Yeah, I love Manly. But I didn't know Shelly Beach existed. I've been to Manly so many times years ago. And I never noticed the walk to Shelly Beach. Just like right at the edge of Manly. Yeah. And we took that walk yesterday. It was honestly the happiest i've been here because it so was nice. just like it was such a special area i don't know like the way the light was hitting the water and like all the people walking there and back and it felt like it was the mediterranean it was like the color blue and the rocks and the people sitting on the rocks in the ocean and like the triangle shaped pool on the edge of the ocean and the buildings right at the edge of the water. Everything was just so Mediterranean. like, And not even the Mediterranean that I've experienced. It looked like what the professional photographers put on Instagram of like luxury Mediterranean. But we were here in Australia. So it was just a very interesting area of the northern beaches, I would say. And I loved it. It was amazing. Corey kept trying to talk to me about our... New Zealand trip and I was like not listening because I was taking in how spectacular this beach was and the walk to the beach yeah it was great vibes there can't complain like all these beaches in Australia are just oh, the best beaches in the world they're so amazing. nice yeah yeah so that is our first week or our first week and probably a half now we went much longer than we expected but 
we had a lot to recap. Lots to recap. So we're going to try and post an episode every week. Uh, it'll probably be variable times. Maybe we'll try and make it on one certain day so you guys have a little bit of routine and we have a little bit of routine. Yeah, we don't really know what we're doing yet, so hopefully we'll have real microphones for next episode, but happy to get this one done with so we could start learning how to upload the podcast. Yeah, um, so we'll probably upload it to Apple and maybe Spotify. Who knows? I don't really know. Yeah, we have no idea. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and have a good day. Thank you. We miss you guys. We hope you come visit. Love you. Good day. Good day.